Hi, this is Megan's as Mamas. Two best friends with the same name and the same due date sharing their different experiences as first-time moms. So today's episode is the second part, um, so episode four of labor and delivery. And today we're going to go into actual birth and the immediate recovery and how we felt um, after pushing a human out of us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Pushing a watermelon size thing out of our lady parts. Yes. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So we talked a lot about last time about like the buildup, right? So I feel like we left off and it's about to be go time. So what was your actual go time slash birth like? <laughs> go time is like a nice way to put it. Um. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, no. So I think we mentioned last time, um, I think you had quite a longer push marathon than I did. Lord (laughs) Jesus. And I I felt like it was forever. Um, and it was dark and I was falling asleep in between, which that doesn't, I don't say that to like take away from the intensity of it. I was just so up for so long and so tired, you know, like hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so then you finally get to the pushing part, which, which to me was almost better in some way, because you could actually like do something with the, the okay. pressure, yeah, you know? A- All right. <laughs> you don't seem to agree, but I think because <laughs> I, <laughs> you, you weren't feeling your contractions. See, to me, like I was feeling them, um, mm. despite the, um, epidural that I requested, <laughs> um, that didn't fully work, but, um, I was feeling them. So it's like all this pressure that you feel like, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't going anywhere. Um, so anyway, actually like time to push was obviously like exhausting. Um, but I also felt like I could just direct energy into doing that and that it would be over soon. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. Um, but then the actual birth, um, I think I mentioned the last episode that my labor and delivery nurse timed it super well. So I think that was one of the things that um, I don't think you really maybe know up front unless you've like looked stuff up is that the doctor's like not with you the whole oh, time no right? not at all zero percent yeah right like they just like come in at the last second to like basically catch your baby and make sure yeah. everything's okay like they're not there with you when you're doing all the pushing or any of the contractions or anything it's like you're very sweet um labor and delivery nurses that are with you that whole time Um, and mine, she timed it super well. So literally my doctor came in and Riley's head was like (laughs) crowning, like ring of fire is what they call it. Oh yeah. I'll I'll be happy to discuss that sucker. Oh yeah. And I I like, I kind of, it's a descriptive name, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so accurate. Wildly right. accurate, though. Right. Like, I was like, oh, that doesn't sound pleasant. Like, I guess it's some sort of burning sensation. And that is exactly, um, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> like if the flames of hell came <laughs> up from hell into your vagina. And it really does. It's They say it's like, you're, it's as far as your vagina is going to stretch. Like, that's it. And that's the moment when the baby's coming out. And like, that's as painful as it's going to get. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> real talk and like I can be a dramatic person but that moment I I that's when I looked at 
everyone in the room so at that point I don't know how many people when they're 50 60 who knows I was like I can't See, do this that is so weird to me because I only had Brian and my labor and delivery nurse and then my doctor trying to get dressed in time to catch the baby uh, <laughs> see see I gave birth at a teaching hospital mm-hmm. um so that's part of it so we had like my doctor was there eventually uh the midwife someone who was shadowing the midwife someone else who was there just to like stitch me up when the inevitable happened Mm. um then a bunch of nurses and I think because I had been in labor for forever 39 hours pushing for four um that they everyone just sort of came in I don't even know if they were supposed to be there but they were there they were (laughs) I I swear at one point there were like 10 or 15 people in the room anyways back to you (laughs) no I mean I as much as I am all about like medicine and sciences and teaching people things I just I don't feel like I would want to be the subject (laughs) at that particular (laughs) point in time um so I am I'm glad that it was just Just (laughs) yeah yeah yes um but yeah the ring of fire accurate name completely I just remember like I'm like okay this is it I know that that is happening and (laughs) I was just kind of wondering what was going on down there i'm like are two becoming one right now (laughs) like if you know what i mean like um but i um i mean i also like could obviously feel it so i i had read that you're i guess more likely to tear if you like try and push it like all at once basically like really fast then so I I kind of like consciously like held it for a contraction and then like um, pushed again. And I have no idea if that's like true or not or yeah. whatever. But um, so that sucked because I was like, here's this pain. I'm going to hold on to it for a sec. <laughs> like, I literally don't know how you did that because I was just like, I might be dead in a minute. So I might as well just get this baby out so someone's alive. <laughs> uh yeah tr- truth um <laughs> but yeah so once that was over um my doctor was was there to catch catch Riley um and yeah it was just such a weird weird feeling <laughs> um mm-hmm. for it to just be over right I mean yeah I don't know um well it's and like then... nine months of buildup and then yes it, it then it's it feels like in an instant it's not an instant it's forever but in your mind you're like (laughs) okay I'm not pregnant anymore now I'm a now I have a baby holy holy batman yeah holy batman um but they I remember they pulled her out right the doctor like pulled her out and Brian was like down there despite me not wanting him to be down there (laughs) (laughs) but he was like oh it was amazing it was beautiful I'm like okay that I I didn't want to look like they were like no do you want want the mirror holy hell no no. still like do you want to touch do you want to touch the baby's head no do you want (laughs) to see it no do you want to know what this is happening right now no no I don't thank you which like more power to you if you have the like if you're that type of person who's like yes let me see it I can't watch like Grey's Anatomy without getting <laughs> squeamish. So I was like, this is not for me. Like, this is not who you are. Don't try right. to be someone you're not right now. <laughs> no, exactly. I was like, ignorance is bliss at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I just, just tell me when, well, I mean, I think I'll know. But <laughs> I think 
I'll know when it's over, but just tell me when it's over. Um, and I remember them like pulling or my doctor pulling her out um, and they kind of like placed her on me. Yeah. Um, but she like the placenta was like still inside oh for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> um so which that sucks but like, like you have to like get that out too um but the, like so the placenta was still inside and she was still obviously like tied to it um so I like I remember in my dazed and confused like just did a marathon of birth yeah pushed a human out of me I was like oh and I wanted to like bring her up to my chest because that's like what I thought would happen. But my one of the nurses was like, "Nope, she's still attached. She can't do." That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and uh, Brian actually Brian cut the cord. Did Tyler cut the cord? No. Well, we'll get back to that. You finish up talking okay. about your part. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um. So Brian cut the cord, which. Again, like power to him because I think if the roles were reversed, I just I don't know that I would no. be able to. No, hundred really percent not. Uh-uh. I don't think I would be able to. Um, but yeah, then that um, and like obviously the placenta comes out, um, which is still not fun. <laughs> um, and then they kind of they took her to do like a the quick tests and stuff, like get her blood drawn and give her like the vitamin k drops in her eyes or well, yeah. i don't know if it's vitamin k whatever yeah eye drops um and and uh that was weird too because i was like she was on my chest for a little bit and then she was like gone and i'm like mm, what yeah <laughs> like, um but but yeah we'll go to your story now um yeah so the birth. <laughs> i was talking about you know the teaching hospital life everyone was fabulous by the way at vanderbilt i said that before but I'll say it again. But yeah, I felt like there were, I remember at least five people, four to five people around us. And then there were like other people that were just there for Ezra. So I pushed for way too long. Um, I have pelvic floor dysfunction. And so like, I kind of expected that to happen. And then because of where he was positioned, I had to lay only on my right side, which also meant that I was pushing while laying on my side. Which, you can, uh-huh, you can totally do that. Again, yes. bless taking the granola birth class because they showed you, like, the 7,000 positions you can be in to give birth. <laughs> and that is one of them. So I already kind of actually knew what to do. And so it wasn't as, like, nerve-wracking as someone who maybe thought, oh, I'm only going to push by laying on my back. Because I actually, like, really couldn't do that until the very, very end. Um, and fun fact, you only push on your back because it is medically easier for the doctor to like check you catch you and all that good stuff like if you think about it like a long time ago people used to give birth like sitting down or standing up on blocks which like I wasn't about that life but it was (laughs) it was interesting I didn't know that that like we basically give birth laying down reclined in a bed because it's easier for doctors which fine they're the ones who have to like keep us healthy and safe but all that to say um so I pushed for forever and I remember I do think it's like I, I think it's one of the harder positions though oh, to like yeah. do that in um and yeah like I don't know if you've ever seen those like antique birthing chairs yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I, when we I were had... in the keys at uh at the, at the Hemingway house oh yeah that's right that's right yeah um yeah those are creepy but yeah that's that they really did um use those to give birth mm-hmm. <laughs> um Which is 
wild. <laughs> uh, yes. But like the average, we were told when we got there, we're like, hey, the average first time mom will push for an hour and a half to two hours. And I was like, okay, I can do that. That's fine. I've done hard things in my life. I can do that. Well, about that time, it had been about two hours. And I was like, I swear we're almost there. And the doctor comes in and he's like, okay, I'll be back in like another hour. I remember like looking at Tyler and I just was like, I guess I looked really forlorn. And so like he actually got emotional like on my behalf because I was just so exhausted. But finally we made it there um, and to the ring of fire, which (laughs) I know was the most pain I've ever felt in my entire life. But now, you know, biologically I've forgotten what that feels like. That's because they want us to have more of them. Right. So your brain like, protects you from remembering how painful it was but I just remember um feeling like pushing him out and like a feeling a rush of fluid and I was like that's probably not good um (laughs) that's probably again to become one I'll go into Mm -hmm. more of that after that after this Um, not like the Spice Girls no not like the Spice Girls song quite the opposite but uh Ezra was actually born with his cord wrapped around his neck and so when he came out he wasn't making any sound, which is horrifying and terrifying. But because it's Vanderbilt, and it's one of the best NICU hospitals in Tennessee, and frankly, like in that in the region that we live in, they were they wait outside the door, not inside, because obviously that would like freak you out. But they like rushed in, and it was about a minute and a half actually where he was silent. And Tyler, oh my um, gosh. yeah, Tyler was getting really really upset he's like why isn't he crying why isn't he crying and the nurses and doctors built like a wall around us which is pretty like they've clearly done this before right they like don't want you to see what's going on behind and I remember thinking like what if I don't get to bring my baby home like I didn't say that out loud but like in my mind it was really emotional and like also as soon as you give birth your body like floods you with endorphins and all kinds of stuff to help you like make it because you're kind of in a daze. I don't know if you felt like that, but I was like, yes, almost like I was high, honestly, yeah. like a mm-hmm. good a good high, like a body high and a brain high. Um, and so I was able to remain calm and like actually like help to keep Tyler calm. And then finally Ezra made noise and it was fine, but it was really scary. And so so scary. Oh my god. Yeah, and which actually, it's very common for that to happen. I didn't realize that until I like started to tell people that that's what happened. Like, oh, that was my kid, or oh, that was my sister, or oh, that was like so and so. Um, and there's like no way for them to know. And so the, my whole time, I think I mentioned this the last episode, I, I could only lay on my right side because if I moved, his heart rate would drop, and mm. they think that that has had something to do with it. Um, which is why, and of course, they don't know because they didn't do like a full on sonogram i don't actually know if they can see it with it anyways regardless I, yeah i don't know um uh, regardless he came out and so like he was on my chest for like a hot second they realized he wasn't breathing or wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing they took him away he cried he came back um and like did they uh, they called a golden hour where like right after they're born you're supposed to like mm-hmm. let them again the granola birth class was like oh They'll be put on your belly and like it is their natural thing to like crawl up to your breast and start breastfeeding and a flower crown will sprout from your head (laughs) and the birds will come and, you know, flap around. Sing you little songs. Yes, because you did it. 
go Hugh. Not did not happen, uh, but we did get that like skin to skin. Um, we we did it, and then of course like Tyler did it too, uh, to make sure that you know we had that bonding time and to give him our germs. Important part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Whew. it was uh, quite a lot. Um, yeah, quite oh a lot. Gosh. But uh, so the, now that we've given birth, right in our stories, how did you feel after birth? Yeah, I mean, so like you said, I definitely felt like I was in a daze, um, a very hungry daze. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, because you were the ice chip queen. At least they let me have strawberry jello. And one of my sweet angel nurses snuck me like the last one on the floor. And I was like, oh. yes. I'm very jealous of your jello situation. I had apple juice and ice chips. And that was that's, that was it. And I had to... not a thing. I just don't even understand how you survived. <laughs> Because we like our food, people. Yes. Listeners, we like our food. Yes, we do. I'm glad you told the people that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's an important fact. Um, But yeah, we did the golden hour too. Like once she um, was taken away for a hot sec to check her out and then brought back, um, she was like on my chest. And then um, I tried to like, I tried to feed her. I, I feel like that lasted a million years. I don't don't really know um because again it was like just this daze um and I was trying to feed her and then I remember my mom um again like COVID situation only Brian could um be in the room but and he couldn't leave um but my mom actually brought us some like food and the sweet nurse like went and got it from my mom um and I had some cold chicken nuggets but they were yes. like the best chicken nuggets I've ever had. Nuggies. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I, again, just pure adrenaline combined with exhaustion, mm-hmm. like in this days. And then they were like, okay, now since you've been up for, I don't know how long, like over 48 hours and you gave birth and now you just tried to feed her for 45 minutes even though you don't know what you're doing uh, <laughs> no one has any idea and we took no we both took classes still not a scooby-doo clue on what to do <laughs> no. um no i was like is this right okay and, um and then they're like now we're gonna move you to a postpartum recovery room i'm like cool so we had to like pack up all our shit and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um at like 4 a.m. or whenever um and then we didn't get settled into our room until you know like I'd say 5 a.m. so this is like hours after giving birth um and for the peeps that don't know like your newborn wants to eat like every two hours maybe two hours maybe five more. minutes every five know, minutes like maybe more probably more um so by the time we had like moved rooms it was time to feed her again and then I was like hey can I maybe sleep and they're like sure and they're like good luck and they basically like put her in the little bassinet and I was like oh my god oh that's right because she stayed with you the whole time right yes yeah the entire time and and in my head this again was a thing that I thought was going to happen that didn't happen and I'm not saying I, I don't know if I would have wanted it to happen or not, because I think there's pluses and minuses to both. But um, 
I envision them like, okay, you just did that really big thing. Let us take her for a little bit so you can get some rest and we'll leave you alone. No. <laughs> like, like the, the complete opposite of that. It was like, here's your newborn. Um, she's in this little bassinet. You guys are going to be in this room. Um, and then not only are we going to like leave her with you and you have to feed her probably like every hour. Um, we are also going to just randomly come in when you maybe are sleeping and make sure mm. that your blood pressure is fine or yeah. poke you again with a needle because you haven't already gone through enough. Um, <sighs> I mean, it got to the point like they came in multiple times that night and it, I was just trying to like get some rest. Yeah. Um, that Brian finally like to one of the nurses at like five in the morning was just like, hey, um, can is there like a do not disturb sign or something? <laughs> yes, Brian. <laughs> He's like, she has not slept in like, I don't know how long. And we're just, we're trying to get just a little bit of, of sleep when we can in between um, taking care of the baby. So she did put a do not disturb sign on it. And I kid you not, five minutes later, one of the doctors um, in the practice just came barging in and was like, Hey, Oh my like, gosh. Uh, it's like, go away. Um, <laughs> then he's like, he did this spiel. He's like, yeah, I mean, I just got here. So I just wanted to make sure that you're doing okay. And just like go through this real quick with you. Um, and it was like the standard stuff they tell you one of which is like, um, and yeah, no, uh, no sex for six weeks. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I literally am maybe five or six hours away from just pushing a watermelon-sized thing out of there. Do you really think this is what I'm thinking of right now? Please get the hell out of my room. Um, so it was an experience. Um, oh, my gosh. See, this is actually an, a weird benefit. So because Ezra was um, had, like, NICU attention, he got, like, different privileges. So, therefore mm-hmm. we got different privileges so there were times when he went to the nursery um so that we could sleep and so yeah. at one point like oh again i'll talk more about this in feeding breastfeeding for me was a complete disaster from the very beginning um, and so but the, our lactation we had this one angel princess lactation consultant um like ezra finally latched with her sort of in his own special way um <laughs> like she was like help with this calm i we clearly looked exhausted and she was like i'm taking your baby she's like I'm, is that okay and i was like i i think so she's like i'm taking him i will bring him back sleep and so we got an un- uninterrupted sleep but yeah i had an automatic blood pressure cuff so that sucker you'd be like you know finally laying down sleeping and then uh, and i hate I blood pressure hate cuffs i hate them I hate it. I hated it. I hate hate them since I was a kid because I don't like the feeling of being squeezed. Like I didn't. I stopped wearing turtlenecks for a long time (laughs) because there was like too much of a squeezing sensation. So like between that and then my, I had the IV in my hand, um, which I hate. I hate and I hate that. I hate IVs. I hate all that shit. And you're just like (laughs) mad uncomfortable. Uh, yeah then they're like we're just leaving you with this baby and it's one of those things i saw before i gave birth that was like what is something that feels illegal but isn't and it's like letting (laughs) brand new parents take care of a baby in the hospital 
and we had like we had incredible nurses who you know like they're like swaddling the babies with like one hand right like we had this one hilarious nurse who'd clearly been there for like the 80s um and tyler tyler would talk to a wall if it would talk back to him he's just like (laughs) super friendly and social i am not that way Um, but he's like i bet you've seen some crazy stuff and this nurse was telling us all these things including someone tried to have a or someone actually had a drum circle during their labor which i don't know why you would want that but she did (laughs) oh wow but yeah i feel like the whole time she's like you know just swaddling Ezra one hand and like we try to swaddle and he like instantly breaks out and (laughs) yeah it's like yeah it's just it's in the same thing of like you you just give birth you have to pack up and move we had another nurse who like yelled at people that they had kept us in our room too long because at Bandy I think I may have mentioned this on the last podcast the last episode there were so many people giving birth that weekend that we were in the overflow room um, one of them, which was very lucky because some women ended up having to share a room and share a bathroom. And you just like, oh, heck no. yeah, and what? like, hey, if you're like in a country that has socialized medicine and you, you're like mentally planning on that, but if you have private insurance in the US of A and you're like having to share a room, you're like, mm, I don't think I like this. Um, but anyway, so we were in a room that the nurse has called the Harry Potter closet. It had no windows, <laughs> like oh, no. it was off in a corner. Um, and so being able to be moved to a room with a window and sunshine um, and space was super nice. Uh, but yeah, it's it was definitely interesting, especially I, it'll be interesting because I know that you and I want to have a second child, how different it'll be when people can like come and see you. There was actually kind of something nice about it was just the three of us plus the nurses. Um, yeah, I mean, having gone through it, having it be just the three of us. um, I honestly don't know that I would want it any other way. Yeah. It's just such a crazy, exhausting experience that I just, I don't know that I could handle visitors. Yeah. <laughs> you that's know? true. And speaking of which, like you think about like immediate recovery. So um, I almost had to become one because your girl had a third degree tear. So it starts yeah. with first, deg- no tears, right? Which is like magical princesses. I think <laughs> one of our, I think one of our friends may have been in that situation, but I don't, she doesn't remember. If you don't remember, if you don't then, remember. Then, you, then it wasn't that bad. So yeah. It starts with like that. Then you have first degree, which you had a first degree, right? Yes. So that's like a little rip, right? Like a little yeah. baby rip. Then there's second degree, which is like, okay, we ripped even more. Third degree is like, which is what I had was, okay, your vagina and booty hole almost are the same thing. And then there's fourth degree, which is they are now one. (laughs) Two have become one. Two have become one. And I remember hearing that I had a third degree tear, which again, with pelvic floor, I expected at least a second degree tear. So I was like, okay, it wasn't a fourth degree. Like that's a life win. That is a big life win right there. And so I I start to Google it. And of course, don't Google. We tell you don't Google, you'll do it anyways. And it was like, women are like one woman, this is really gross. So like, if you're squeamish, just like fast forward for the next 15 seconds or so. (laughs) One woman on the internet was like, they sewed me up incorrectly so i pooed out of my lady parts instead of out of my booty hole yes yes um horrifying so that was me afterwards having um a third degree tear and being 
afraid that I was never going to be able to have sex again, that my butthole was never going to function again. <laughs> Sorry to be, <laughs> don't just be honest. So you listen to us, right? For the honesty. Um, so it's like, they talk about that, like, first poo. Like, you live on coalace to like stool softener yes. they were just pumping me full of stool softener they were like here's oh. apple juice here's all this stuff so like because and you're also like your feet turn into marshmallows you're oh my god so swollen. so swollen you're just like puffy you're bleeding everything hurts because then oh, and then my favorite is when they come in and they're like let's just massage your uterus oh right now. yeah that's my favorite or whatever too. when like they push, push on your stomach push on your stomach <laughs> It's horrible. And if I had forgotten about that, I probably blocked that out because it was <laughs> the worst. Oh, it's awful. I think that was one of the the night visits that they did. Oh, like for sure. She's like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna check your uterus right now. I'm just gonna put my whole body weight <laughs> on top. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, just kill me. <laughs> the actual worst. Uh, but yeah, you're like, you're bleeding all over the place. And then you, the adrenaline starts to, and the endorphins start to go away, right? So then you start to feel how tired and sore your body is. And hospital beds are also no Tempur-Pedic. So you're sore. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, so the immediate recovery is like <laughs> super, super tough. Did you have anything like else that from your immediate recovery that you really remember? Oh, uh, the uterus check um, was terrible. Let's see. I mean, you're just terrified to go to the bathroom. Um, what What else? Oh, just you, you start, like I said, I mean, we'll have a whole nother podcast on the breastfeeding thing, but when you try and start that, then you're, it, it like triggers your uterus to start shrinking down. Yeah. Like, and it like basically triggers like intense cramping slash almost like contractions again um and mine were just I I don't know if they were worse than others but mine were just really bad um even and it continued you know when we came home um I think a few nights after we got home it was I was up for like I mean, you're always oh, up. Oh, yeah. Those first two <laughs> nights, you up anyways, yeah. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was up, but I was up, like, sobbing um, because it was, like, an hour of just intense cramping. Um, oh, shit. After oh, trying see, to feed her. I was trying not to say a foul word so we wouldn't get explicit, oh. and it came out anyways. No, no, no. I did it earlier. Okay, We're good. good. good, I, mean, good. I, I messed it up for us this time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, I mean, all of it is just, just not a walk in the park. Let's just say that. <laughs> no. And I was speaking of bathroom, um, fun fact, you can't use toilet paper in the way you're used to. So right. they give you, it's like a little squeezy bottle, also known as a Perry bottle. And the one at the hospital is just like a squeeze bottle and you have to like fill it with water, like basically bidet yourself and then, like, pat mm-hmm. yourself with toilet paper, which, like, I think I said this to you in a private conversation. I would I would keep that. I like bidets. I like feeling fresh and clean. <laughs> Maybe that's too much information for this podcast. I don't really care. So, but the fairy <laughs> bottle, I was like, I like this. Uh, this isn't so bad. So speaking of that, like, I know they talk about, like, the next six weeks are, like, really, really tough. Um, and you're recovering. And you're also trying to, like, take care of a human. Um, a 
one of Tyler's friends' wives posted something. She's got two under two. And it was like, uh, giving, I know, right, how? Uh, it's like giving birth is like being in a car crash and then being told like while you're recovering from a car crash, oh, here's someone else who is in a car crash. Take care of them too. Because that's what your baby's gone through. They went from being in like the perfect temperature, not having to work for food, like all safe and snuggly to like out in the universe. And it is frightening for them. Um, yeah. So like, how did your recovery go for like the next six ish weeks, which is funny that well, babies get what, two, three checks in that span. Yeah. And you get one six weeks later because we, you know, we care about women's health here in America. Go ahead. Tell, tell the people, <laughs> tell the people. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was brutal. I mean, honestly, like, uh, I mean, I didn't sleep in the hospital like I thought I would because like sally or mary was coming in to check my <laughs> my blood pressure or my doctor who i won't call out um one of the doctors was barging in even though there was a do not disturb sign um, so no sleep in the hospital and then of course you're not gonna sleep with a newborn there's just like good luck um and uh, yeah i mean the cramping was terrible um adult diapers yeah adult diapers for the win <laughs> I mean, I had the pads, you know, but I just, I mean, I used some of them from the hospital. They gave me, you know, extra stuff or whatever. But the at the end of the day, just slipping on the adult diaper was just easier, mm. I felt like. Um, but I feel like I was in those for probably like two to three weeks, yeah. I think. Um, and then it kind of got light enough to where I was just like using normal pads um but I didn't have like I mean I had like the first degree tear so I would say like things down there were not that bad um and I feel truly lucky that that's the case because I had bought like I was terrified of the whole situation like what that was going to be like down there um and rightfully so, I think. But I had bought the whole like Freedom Mom recovery kit, which is like a must buy. Just, just yeah. Because even if you don't use it, it's there, and and you know it's there for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think I don't know the one I got. It had. Um, did you get the one that had like the ice the pads? Oh, padsicles. Yes. Padsicles. Yes. I got those. I didn't end up using them, oh, but they were my BFF. <laughs> yeah see i know you got a lot less lucky in the downstairs department so i i I truly feel lucky in that regard but i mean there's plenty of other fun things that are just happening for you um with a newborn and and your uterus shrinking back and i was i was so swollen oh yeah (laughs) Um, you you look like the michelin man and see luckily megan did this like a hot minute before i did and so she's like be aware that you're gonna swell and I was like okay and I like half listened to her so I had these like cute little sandals which I didn't think because I didn't think I was gonna give birth on the day or like go to the hospital the day I was so I didn't like fully think through everything and it's very mm-hmm. surreal when they're like okay now you're gonna have this baby you're like wait what um so I didn't bring any shoes that fit and so luckily my mom came and brought my house shoes that I could like slide over my giant marshmallow feet that stayed marshmallowy for <laughs> several days because you're you've held this fluid from the baby and it has to like slowly 
go out of your body? Where does it go? I don't know. People who know science <laughs> should probably say those kinds of things. But it like <laughs> eventually leaves your body. Um, I will say, I think the um, I think it's worse if you're induced like we were. I think oh, like the pitocin. Oh, I didn't and... see. I didn't know that. I think it's it. I mean, you're gonna be like swollen and like a car wreck. Yeah. No matter what, like, um. But I think it the swelling is even worse. Um. Because they also, if you remember, like, they were like hanging fluid bags for oh, you. Oh yeah. Right. Like, um, to keep you hydrated throughout the whole experience. Um. So yeah, you're you're just you're a Michelin man for sure. <sighs> but I had I had wonderful angel friends. Um, so shout out ladies if you're listening who once I told that they had at a third degree tear, none of them have children. But like, because I feel like I was told like, oh, your friends are going to disappear when you have kids. I don't think I've experienced that. Um, I feel like if anything, it's the opposite. And so one lady friend, Zoe, shout out Zoe, her sister has two girls. And so she's like, what does Megan need? And so to my house was a pillow from Frida Baby, which if you have a tear, it's like a donut pillow that you can sit on because your butt hurts. And it's got an ice pack that you can put in it, which was incredible. They sent me Epsom salts. They sent me Tux medicated pads. Those are your oh, best yes. friends. They, and you, yes. you make like a little padsicle. So you do your like your cool pad. You do your little tux. And then you like stick all that. And I actually preferred the granny panties from the hospital to the Depends. I feel like I had more mm-hmm. room for my pad sickle and for other stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, the hospital ones are great. The, like the mesh ones, yes. they're really comfortable. But I just ran out of those super quickly. Shoot. And I wasn't about to like put on normal. Like the thought of putting normal no, underwear no, on was just no. like absolutely not. I, I don't know. I think I graduated to normal panties after like five or six weeks but again i had a more serious tear so i I didn't Mm want to like damage my underwear essentially from a lot of blood honestly to not to be gross about it but like that's you you continue to bleed which is crazy to me that like women have to go back to work when you're literally still bleeding but i i could rant about that for hours and that's not that's not what the people came here to hear is hear (laughs) me rant about it um but yeah eventually I started to feel a little bit more like myself. I took walks. My mom was here. So we would walk like a little farther every day. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to just try to feel like myself again. And I still don't feel like I feel totally like myself. Obviously, my body is very different. My boobs are enormous. I mean, I had I was busty to start with. And so now they're like, and at one point, I remember when my milk was coming in, which that's a whole other thing we'll talk about in the feeding episode. Um my boobs got Yuck. so big that they couldn't fit in my kindred Braverly, which is like hashtag sponsor us, but also like the best <laughs> pumping bra bra in general for in my opinion. I think yours too, for after having a baby. Yes. And I just mm-hmm. gotten them and my boobs were so big they wouldn't fit in this oh in the size. And I'm wearing a large already. And so I'm like these are not cheap. And I remember crying and being like, I can't believe I'm gonna waste all these things. But yeah, it's just like you're you're also trying to take care of the baby. You're trying to take care of yourself. And so it's a really hard process. But I will say, like, having, like, Megan to talk to, other moms to talk to, friends and family just kind of support you and take care of you. We had amazing friends who did a meal train. We didn't have to, like, make our own dinner, I think, for almost, like, three weeks. Um, That's amazing. So just find those people who can, like, support you in this time because it's just it's really hard and your body is going to be in a lot of pain. 
Um, but you can do it. And it's like, it is worth it in the end. Um, but it is crazy. And I feel like nobody until us really like talked about it. Although I will say there's a blogger, Instagram influencer named Sarah Newth, and it's with a K. And it, oh, yep. Yes, she's great. So if you go to her Instagram and look at her highlights, she has a whole thing about like things to buy. And so I literally watched that and did the exact same thing. And I used everything she recommended. Um, and it was like the first time I'd seen an influencer be like straight up with you about how painful it was. Yeah. I th- there's another um, woman that I follow. I-, I like her. And then um, I don't know if you follow Lindsay and co. Oh yeah. Um, I did it- follow her. I think I saw, she's another one who's honest about it. Yeah. She's pretty honest about it too. But um, yeah, I think I, I looked at things that they recommended like both of them. Um also, they have like a adorable baby. Oh my gosh, so cute! Um, I think yeah, Sarah's has a girl and just like oh, so cute. And I, I'll say I love I love my son, I do. But like, I really am sad that I can't participate in bows. I just like I want like a giant bow. So when I see like Riley in a giant <laughs> bow, I'm like bigger, more bow. <laughs> Like Southern woman problems, like the bow must be like as big as the child. <laughs> yes, yes, I need more big bows for her for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, somehow, I just feel like I survived. Yeah. you know, um, and I'm still surviving. Like that has no, changed. that no, no, we are not thriving. <laughs> we are making it day to day. Yeah, it, this is a day to day thing, but definitely those first six weeks I don't know eight weeks however long they're they're just really tough because you're recovering but then you're recovering on no sleep yep. basically like just team no sleep, team no sleep. Um, so hard but uh but worth it and it does get it does get better it does it does it does get easier um not that it's easy right now but it's certainly easier than it was those first few weeks yes because I physically feel like I don't again I don't feel like myself but I feel like I can do things I can walk around I'm like my body feels more back to normal um I'm just getting used to like my body just looking really different and that's taking a lot of time which we'll do a whole episode I'm sure on like postpartum body stuff um yeah it's definitely just hard to see besides the way it all feels just to like look at yourself and you, you I don't know like I barely recognize myself I feel like yeah. <laughs> right now yeah um, very true which is tough but um but you know your body worked to bring a tiny human into the world so that's uh it's gonna look different it's gonna feel different um for a while probably forever and uh that's okay that's okay so Megan tell the people where they can find us Yes. So follow our social medias um, on Instagram. We're at Megan Says Mamas. And the companion blog to this podcast is Megan Says Mamas.com. All right. And until next time, we will see y'all later. <laughs>